The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. We got to get Rocco that. in there to get like a light bed underneath it for you, uh, so yes. that you guys can talk after that. You know, so like we can drag some. Uh, we can. We can. Grant, are we having a show meeting on the air right now? Because here's yeah. what we really want. Yeah. Our yeah. old theme song at the end had a little music, and then it said "Yummy, Yummy." Okay, that's what I want. Well, I want you to take the new part and just put that tail end on it. We will. I'll put that down on the list of things to get done. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know you got a list. Get your honeydew list going. We right? got a caller here. I'll grab them and we'll talk to them shortly. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is the part of the show where we talk about two things that we're obsessed with, and it is yes. the top two in the hour two. Give me the old one two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two in hour two. All right, give me two, winning, winning, winning. All right, Steph March, give me your top two in hour two. Um, I'm just gonna let you know. That uh, we have reignited, this is from Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, but we have reignited the Summer in the Twin Cities Facebook group. So as much like, you know, you listen to us and then you go on, if you have an Instant Pot and you ask to join up on our Weekly Dish Instant Potters page. Um, Which is great and you should. Yeah. If you like your Instant Pot. Lori told me she never took her Instant Pot out of the box. Okay. Hold on the instant pod. Let me that. do my thing okay, first. Sorry, you always sorry. do this. And then I call up your two train. You do this to me in top two more than anything. Time out. Time out. More than ever. <laughs> it's always top two. Uh, so Summer in the Twin Cities is a group that we have put together on the Facebooks. And it is just, you know, it's one of those things you join up. But what we're going to do is we're going to put some editorial like pics. We're going to do like hikes, you know, summer farm dinners, all that kind of stuff that maybe you get first crack at. 
in that group. And so all you have to do is go find it at Summer in the Twin Cities. I did love in my issue of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, I think it was last month, there was a whole companion about kids. We did a whole... We I did loved a, it. We did a little... Uh, yeah, the, we called it... What did we call it? Like Junior or something. Yeah, we, it was great. MSP Junior. And that was, I think, a lot... It's like a great checklist for parents. So like, what are you going to do this summer with your kids? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was cute. Okay, I, I talked about going to Jones in the Park mm-hmm. and having the four course. Susan Dunlop, who's the chef there... Her and Joan are owners and partners in the business. And apparently during the pandemic, she got like all bread crazy because they have a... She did the sourdough thing? Well, it was more than that, Stephanie. She did a four... They have four courses as part of their $69 four-course tasting menu, but the first course is a bread course. And there was a perker roll. There was a buttermilk biscuit. There was an onion knot, which is what I got. And it had like... It, it looked like, what's that name of that pastry? Is it called a Kugaman? Kuyaman. Kuyaman. It was sort of looked like that, where it was flaky, puff pastry, but then inside was this ribbon of onion marmalade. Oh, hey. I mean, hey. It well, the was Parker House Roll, whenever that, you know, whenever we talk about the holidays, people go nuts about where can I get Parker House Rolls? Yeah. You know? She just, she had the bread thing down. Every <laughs> four of us, there was also an olive bread. Each of us had a different version of the breads and we all were just dying and no one shared instead of it being a bread basket that is full of you know hard stupid baguette and like (laughs) you know like dried toast yeah and things that you're like what is this this is not it or like worse those breadsticks um you know it's like nice to think that there could be coming back a bread course it was here for that great and i really loved it and there's a picture on my instagram it was so good like, oh. I could see just wanting to go back there for this bread. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So I said to Susan, well done. How well you done, spend your Susan. pandemic? Well done. Yes. Have it. Um, okay. So that's your yep. yeah, that's our first one. I will give you the fact of my second one. I kind of already tipped to it, but it is the double cheeseburger at Animale's Burger Company. Is he calling it the John Amale? It's called the Animale's Burger Company. Okay. It's not McDonald's. But it should be John Amale. How is that? Now, how have we not done that? I don't know, but every yeah. time I see him, it's like, hey, John Amale. Yeah, that's <laughs> fun. Uh, no, so it's the double burger. So basically what happened is they have a second trailer. And the Animale's barbecue is still parked at Abel Brewing, which is right over, in, right, by the way, next to Minnesota Nice Cream. Yep. Um, and that's over in Northeast on Quincy Street. And then, like, literally down the block and to the left, they are now have a second trailer that is just going to be Burger Shop. It's not barbecue. It's just a burger shop. Oh, and it is. This has Kurt's name all over I know. It, it really does. <laughs> and it's open at noon today. So it's right at, uh, it's in the parking lot. At Bauhaus. Yeah, and which so, is also a super fun brewery. Oh, so great, which is a very German-focused brewery. So um, it's a double smash burger with, like, lots. And here's the thing. If you saw my Instagram, like, I did. a lot of pickles. Like, 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 a, like, what I like to say when I order things with the pickle situation is I say, Pickle City, please. Like, please, all the pickles you can possibly master on it. Because that's all I want. It's just Pickle City. And that burger came... Fully pickle. You city. want that acidity mouthfeel against that richness of the burger. I do. And I want to cut through that. Like, mm-hmm. and someone asked me, like, "Oh, is it better than the bur- the parlor burger?" And I'm like, "These are different things. The parlor burger is a butter bomb. Like, that is a butter soaked, rich, you know, experience. It's like a fatty luxe thing with crisp edges. And I kind of feel like the pickles there are sort of a side pickle. Like, I'm like, okay, this just gives you a pause, but this is a balanced, good thing." 
asking you to to like talk about a burger is like asking because you feel about burgers and the nuances the way that a lot of people feel about pizza. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, like you can really break down a burger in a lot of different ways. Why I want it the way I want it. Yeah, and, and there's I junk burgers and there's Lux burgers and then there's just oh, yeah. like get there's it pounders. in my face burgers. Yeah, there's the Midway Men's Club. That's a steamer pounder. Yep. Like that is going to get your like it's a steamed burger like a White Castle. You just throw that baby home. You yep. just get it smashed into your hands and put it in your face. All right. Uh, okay. What's your so second one? My second one is the Summer Lakes Beverage Jalapeno Margarita Mix. You are like, uh, are you being sponsored by them? No. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Which is why it's so funny. Because you talk about them. I mean, like, you are probably their best spokesman. Well, they had the Bulegger Mix, which yeah. I thought was real good. Yeah. Then they started the Luna Paloma, which I also love. I yeah. love a good grapefruit cocktail. Right. And now their jalapeno margarita mix is amazing. And they have two. They have the classic and then they have this jalapeno and it's just good. Where are we getting these? Because uh, I don't even they're know. They're in a freezer in liquor stores. So they have it at France 44. They have it okay. at Certix. They have it at Liquor Boy. I think at Total Wine, they don't have it. But maybe, I don't know, look on their website about that one. But okay, yeah, I'm not getting sponsored by them. They are not paying me. <laughs> I just love them. And they're Minnesota made. Yeah. And that's always And good. it's 20 bucks. But, okay. you know, you get like six drinks out of it. And everyone I serve it to is like, oh, this is so good. How did you make your margarita? I'm like, this is my cheat because I can make a great margarita. But if I'm in a hurry or dude, a cheat, like a, a really just, good cheat is great. Yeah, it's awesome. And I think most margarita mixes are horrible. For oh, the they record. are because they taste like plastic. Yes. And they're just too sugary. Be- and, and mostly because they're not natural. And so they have to have the chemical preservatives, which messes with your margarita. My yeah, ass. totally. Totally. Don't do it. All right. Kate called in. Oh, and wanted to make a comment. So can Let's we take hear, her Kate. here? Yeah. Hi, Kate. How you doing? Doing good. Hey, I just, it, this is probably a repeat question. Sure. But when you make your rhubarb, um, what is it called? The liquid? The syrup, yep. Them down and whatever. Wait, what's the ratio of ingredients, sugar and water? Oh, it's one to one sugar and water and then your rhubarb. And how much you use depends on how much rhubarb you have. Okay. So um, one cup of sugar and how much rhubarb? Just one to one. So let's oh. say you only have three stalks of rhubarb. You're not going to use a cup of sugar and a cup of water. That would be too much. Yeah. If you have a lot of rhubarb, a cup of sugar and a cup of water is great. It just kind of depends on how much rhubarb. So I would say like six cups. You have six rhubarb? cups of rhubarb. Then I think yeah. a cup a cup is good. Okay. I, I always think like you cover it in the water in the pot. You know, you make sure that it's covered in water. And then you, whatever that measurement that you use to cover it with water, then you add that much sugar. Oh, okay. Got and, it. And my recipe, I can't even remember. Oh, here, I have it right here. I was going to say what my actual recipe calls for is, I think, three. Let's see. Um, my actual recipe is four cups of rhubarb to one cup of sugar to one and a third cups water. Okay. So um, four cups of rhubarb, one and what? Okay. One and a third. Okay. And again, some of this is texture too, because yeah. your stalks might be thicker uh-huh. versus thinner, and you can't really mess it up. Can okay. I be honest too that I don't actually measure them ever, <laughs> and I throw those in, and then I cover them with water, and then I dollop like a bunch of honey in there, and that works out just as well. And you said how much water? Just to cover it. Oh, that for Hanson's recipe, it's a one and a third. Oh, I thought that was sugar. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, stephaniesdish.com. It's one cup of sugar and one and a third cups of water. And four cups of chopped rhubarb. 
Sorry, we keep throwing numbers around. I know. And we're intuitive about this stuff, Kate. So we're like, it's hey, hard. just put a little bit Sorry. of this and a little bit of that. Yeah, but you know, I guess you don't have to be perfect. No, <laughs> yeah. And you'll know, like, if you like it sweeter, add more sugar. Yeah. If you like it tartar, add less. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yes. And then make sure you just use, like, delicious gin. Like, there's a good V-Cray. Yeah. All the V-Cray gins work great because they're made here and they have the spruce and yum. Okay. okay thank you. Thanks, very Kate. Much. Appreciate Thanks, Kate. it. Bye-bye. We're, like, probably terrible that we have, like, a food show. We're just like, so you just throw this in and throw that in. I mean, like, I think after 15 years, I think the dishers have kind of, you know, felt like, I mean, they get it, how we do things. We roll. We roll. Um, Wrap it up. We got to go. Okay, it's time. We'll be back. Hello, dishers. Are you worried about selling your home because you don't know where you'll go once your home sells? Are you waiting to sell until there are more homes on the market? I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I certainly thought about these things when we sold our townhome last fall and bought a single-family home in Golden Valley. I worked with Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty because I knew where I wanted to live, and I needed an experienced realtor that had a large network to find houses that weren't listed to the public yet. No matter where you want to be, homes are moving so fast, you really need agents that are plugged into the market. And Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee have a wide network that helps them find you a house that sometimes isn't even on the market yet. We were the first people in the house we ended up buying and we made the first offer because Carrie and Sue were on it. One of the things I loved about working with them was they came into our townhome and told us what to paint, whether or not we needed to replace our appliances, what furniture to stage. And when that open house came, they brought flowers and a fruit bowl, just those little touches that make your home feel really cared for and ready for the next buyer. Ask Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee for the hot dish special. They are offering this only to weekly dish listeners. So call Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com at Lakes Area Realty. Okay, we are here on the line with our friend Beth Dooley. Beth is a cookbook author extraordinaire. And Beth, you have a new cookbook. I do, Steph. You're so nice to call. Thank you. It's called The Perennial Kitchen, Simple Recipes for a Healthy Future. Okay, Beth. Yay, Beth. I just cannot believe you're cranking out about a cookbook a year, friend. That's hard. Well, not quite that. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of what I do. And there's so many great stories out there. I just got to tell them. So many cool people doing such amazing work. The chefs, the uh, producers, the millers, the bakers, the farmers, the researchers, the plant scientists. It's just so much cool stuff going on. Yeah. And you really cover it all. I'm still I'm working through Sweet and Savory. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. And, i got to get you the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. your Northern Kitchen was a cookbook that we used so a lot great. over the winter time. Yeah, totally. Oh, thanks, you guys. Hi, Steph Mark. Hi. Hi, Beth. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Beth, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about that's kind of different is you're doing a cooking class. Yes, I am. I'm doing a class with my son called Bare Bones Cooking, and it was so much fun. It started on Zoom. He lives in D.C., and he started calling me about once or twice a week and and saying, Mom, what do I do? I mean, you know, he and I cooked a lot together when he was growing up, but he was then faced with not being able to go to the store all the time and just having a few essentials in his kitchen. And so we began to drill down into basic techniques using pantry staples with a few fresh foods and creating meals spur of the moment. And um, he and I write a blog called Bare Bones Cooking that is the result of that activity. And now we're offering cooking classes where people can join us and do some of these basic techniques 
to use whatever they have coming into the farmer's market or their CSA boxes and to, again, make meals spur of the moment. So it should be super fun. And the premise is that we're going to, people who sign up will get a very short 10 to 15 minute video on focused on a technique and we'll make a meal, quick meal together. And then if they want to stay on after the video, we'll have a Zoom presentation where people can ask questions and talk to each other and share what they've done. Oh, that sounds really fun. I love that you're doing this with your son. I think that is so, and I think that's so helpful to people too, to see like different, you know, to see family members interacting, but also just sort of different levels of cooking. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And what's really fun is he asks questions that I right. have completely forgotten people might not know. This so is... it kind of keeps me fresh, too, because I, it's like, okay, well, I just assumed you knew how to do that. When, in fact, it's about breaking those steps down. I think that is the really key. Easy. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. you know, we in the pro world and you get stuck in your lane and you forget what other people, yes. you forget your own, you're not just talking to like, you know, that the specific little clutch, you have to really widen that scope. And that helps immensely. That's right. And what's been really fun is among the class members we have signed up are people that are my age, you know, moms and dads and, um, you know, aunts and uncles and people that are our age. And then a lot of their sort of younger friends that are jumping on or fun. their daughters or their, yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. So that's, so it, it's going to be a great group. I'm excited. And um, it's fun too is that once people have the videos, once you sign up for the class, You'll get the videos released once a week, but then you can hang on to them and go back and use them for reference. Or if for some reason you can't watch it right that week, you'll still have the video and the Zoom gatherings will be recorded as well. So class, you know, people that take the class will have access to those Zoom presentations too. Okay, so, it so be fun. Yeah. after the six weeks, what kind of techniques do you feel like you'll be able to walk away with and know? We're going to cover the basics from knife skills to basic high heat roasting, to saute and stir fry, to simmering. And then we'll go into how to use those techniques to make plant-based meals. So then what do you do with that tofu? How do you know that that's a good tofu? What do you do with the rice and beans, the local, especially the heritage um, grains that many people aren't familiar with? And they're so nutritious, you know, those kinds of things. Um, how do you take leftovers and turn them into a soup? So the first three classes will cover those three super basic techniques. And then the next three classes will show how to put those together in different ways and use up leftovers. We'll also get into, in those last three classes, get into making sauces, putting down a, a fond, those sorts of things too, the basic elements of creating flavors. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And the idea is that you go sort of, off um, the farmer's market book where you go into the farmer's market or you open your CSA box without expectations of what you're going to make and you look to see what's super fresh and looks delicious and then you come home and decide what to make. So it's, it's learning to be a more responsive cook and once you have those techniques down, it's really easy to just improvise, kind of like a jazz musician or something. So that's, yeah. that's the idea. I love the idea, too, that you're really focusing on the plant-based piece of it because there are a lot of, I think, people that don't know how to cook with plants necessarily other than, like, they got the salads down, but, like, what's next? Right. And, you know, I have to, you know, I I eat meat. I love meat. But meat's super easy to cook, right? Right. (laughs) You don't have to do it. 
too much to it. You throw it on the grill or you, you know, run it under the broiler, you throw it in a saute pan. That's really easy. But I think most people don't know how to turn, you know, like three or four farmer's market vegetables into a full meal. And so that's what we're going to focus on is, you know, this is how to eat really healthy and local without, you know, like turning your kitchen inside out or thinking you have to master a lot of really complicated things. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I want to know, I want to make like the majority of my meal be something like I want a vegetable that's an entree, you know, and not just like me thinking, I'm going to make it as a side so it doesn't have to have like, you know, like all those notes that you sort of need nutrition and flavor and everything else. Exactly right. It's hard. Exactly right. It's hard. Exactly right. But it doesn't have to be hard. Right. So (laughs) that's the whole point of the class. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. We've put a link up. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll look forward to people joining us. And, you know, the fun part of the Zoom is that then we'll be able to answer questions. And I think, you know, whenever I give cooking classes, I always learn as much from the students and they learn as much from each other as I can possibly share with them. So that's the whole point of the Zoom, too, is to create a community around this. So we're sharing ideas and no one is doing it alone. It's Beth Dooley. It's the Perennial Kitchen, and it is the uh, Bare Bones Cooking Class with her and her son. We put a link if you want to sign up for it. It's a six-week class. Starts June 21st. Beth, thanks for being a guest on the show. Thanks, Beth. Oh, thank you, guys. It's so good to hear your voices. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, Beth. Thank you. Thanks, Beth. Yeah, thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. That's going to be great. Yes. Uh, with her and her son, that's really fun. Yeah. I love the idea. And yeah, like you like, said, it, making plants a main course. Well, that's the thing is like, I think that's what we, I think that's the biggest challenge is like when we think about, I want to add more vegetables and more plants into my life. I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to give up meat and I don't mind, but I don't mind, you know, like making a portion smaller if I'm having a really great dinner of something else. Yeah. And how to do that at home. Yeah, so I'm awesome. In. Check that out. We'll be right back. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. You know... Okay, that's being so annoying. That is going to stop right now. That bill is going to be burned. Food up! Food up! Yeah. Um, okay, well, we have our, we're being joined by someone who is, oh, <laughs> just my microphone just dropped off. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, um, it literally in. just dropped I'll off come. of its stand. So, <laughs> Dan, are you there, Dan? <laughs> 
I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. You guys, Dan Lagermeyer is the CEO of Pearson's, which, of course, is the salted nut roll company of, you know, Life. fame and and awesomeness. And, um, and we're so excited that you could join us today because, I mean, we've honestly enjoyed salted nut rolls for, I think, our whole lives, and we've never talked to you before. Yeah, well, that's great. Thank you for the invitation. It's exciting to be here and talk about Pearson's and the salted nut roll and some of the innovative things that we're doing. So it should be a, a great, uh, a great chat. And uh, I right. love the fact that you've been enjoying salted nut rolls for a long time. Right? They've been around since 1933, so it's a generational candy. Okay, so Dan Pearson's is there on West Seventh in St. Paul, and. Were you guys, you were bought by some folks, and you make other candies too, don't you guys make the bit of honey and also the nut goodies? That's right. We uh, really make uh, five different candies uh, right here in St. Paul on West 7th. As you said, we've been at that location since 1955. So we have the salted nut roll, which is really our flagship candy and brand. Uh, But we also have uh, mint patties, uh, the nut goodies, the bun bar, and we make uh, bit of honey as well. Oh, the, the bun. I know the bun bar. Yeah. And the bit of honey is something that, like, love. you know, there's a lot of controversy about <laughs> bit of honeys. You know, people either love them or they can't understand why other people love them. But I am a bit of honey Me too. devotee. Love. Both of us have been forever. But, Dan, this is what I want to talk to you about. Because you guys, um, you know, being this old and standardized, you know, this company that's been around forever... You guys just recently launched two new flavors of salted nut roll. And I, there, so it's, what do we got? The cinnamon churro and the spicy flavors. And I just kind of want to talk to you about like what made you guys decide, like how, what was the thought process on those two flavors and launching something different? Sure. Yeah, great question. So let me start with Pearson's Candy is really an innovator in, in candy and has been producing you know, the finest candies in the U.S. for 112 years. So you can say that innovation around candy is really part of our DNA. Uh, that said, it's not something we do every day, uh, but we do know, right, that people want choices. Uh, you know, and then, you know, so you know this, your, your, your listeners know this, when it comes to food and snacks in particular, variety is important. You know, there's an old saying, variety is the uh, very spice of life. And if you look at a lot of the snack spaces, you know, there's a lot of variety. So we want to give consumers, people, right, choices around the snacks that they choose. If you think about a Doritos, just so you realize, I mean, Doritos has, uh, over the life of it, it's had 102 different flavors around the world. Pringles has 22 uh, different flavors. So it's only natural for something like the original salted nut roll to expand the line a bit and offer people some new and exciting flavors. So, you know, that's really what it's all about. It also, though, I have to admit, it generates excitement. It helps build awareness for the brand, you know, just conversations like today, which is, you know, really important. And it helps build their brand loyalty. But ultimately, we want to give people uh, what they're looking for, which is variety in the choices of the things that they uh, like to eat. I'm excited about it. The spicy was spicy in all the good ways. It was awesome. Why did That's you, great to hear. Yeah, were you at all worried about launching a spicy salted nut roll, seeing as that sort of, you know, I mean, that was probably something that, of course, everyone in Minnesota thinks that we don't like spice. Right. Or everyone outside of Minnesota thinks that we don't know how to handle spice, but we do. But it isn't necessarily people thinking about messing with their favorite candy, right? I mean, like, traditional salted nut roll, 
Were you at all worried about it going spicy and people rejecting it? Yeah, you know, there's always a little bit of that. Anytime you try something new, but you know, you have to take steps and take some risk, some calculated risk. But look, when, when we thought about it and did it, you know, first you kind of look at trends in the marketplace and what people like to eat. And I'm sure you and your listeners know, I mean, over a long period of time, and it's really accelerating, there's been a growth in different uh, spicy cuisines from Mexican to Indian to Thai. True. And so consumers today are much more likely to want to try a spicy food than any time in the past. So, you know, we, we know there's demand for it, and it's and it's true in the snack space, and that's where we are. So it was really down to finding something that would, you know, not only meet consumer trends, but, you know, complement the, the salted nut roll, sweet nougat, right? It's delicious caramel, and, of course, the fresh peanuts. Of course. And uh, spicy is certainly uh, one thing that does that. I mean, you can buy spicy peanuts in the market today right? as well. Right. Do you have a, so do you have like an R&D team that works on new flavors? Have they ever brought anything to you like this sauerkraut salted nut roll is going to kill it in the market? I <laughs> uh, love it. Yeah. So we do. Uh, we have a group of people inside that help us innovate. Uh, and we have tried just about everything internally. That's one of the fun parts about the job. Right? <laughs> we try a lot of things right. internal and see what we think of it. The ones that we think have promise, we'll go to food panels and do, uh, you know, further testing to validate what we think and try and do some of that testing even outside the, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, Minnesota market because the preferences for levels of spice uh, change. Uh, but, you know, in terms of ones we've tried, and, you know, it really depends. We, we haven't tried a sauerkraut. No, not yet. So that's a great idea. <laughs> when it gets launched, right? Shrimp flavored salted nut roll. Can we get there too? <laughs> <laughs> We did a, uh, we, we sampled a, or tried a cheesecake salted nut roll. Oh, wow. I'm here for that. Popular dessert. Yeah. Uh, a nice indulgence. Uh, yeah, but it's been hard to find a, a balance between that, that lime cheesecake flavor and the other ingredients, uh, flavors that are in the salted nut roll. So some people like it, but it hasn't been an overwhelming success in our, in our test. And so that one's still sitting on the shelf. I'm feeling pumpkin spice coming down the road. <laughs> You guys, uh, I mean, did you have to have you fought yeah, against it? You're stealing our thunder. It seems like a normal. It seems like a we given. Both my friend, we just looked at each other and we were like, "Oh, oh, it's, it's got to be pumpkin spice. It's got to be coming." Seriously. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, here's a scoop for your listeners. Okay, right? it's it's coming. <laughs> it will likely be out this fall. There's two flavors that Ooh. we're looking to add this fall in sort of the fall theme. Yeah. Uh, one uh, will be pumpkin spice. And it's delicious. Oh, it's really good. I'm right? sure. We've done a lot of testing on it. We think we've got it dialed in where people will just love it. And the other one is apple pie. That's what oh, I was going to be my next yeah. one. I was going to see because we already have the maple nut goodies. So I feel like we've got maple covered over there. But I feel like apple and peanuts and that whole thing, that is, I'm in for that 100%. Yep. Well, look for them uh, later this fall. We don't have an exact release date yet. Of course, fine tuning a couple of things. Your marketing really people are going to be so right mad now on our, that you just outed that. Me? <laughs> Your marketing people are oh, probably going to be mad at you. <laughs> it's all right. We're homers. You know, we'll support you no matter what. Do you feel like oh, this line extension? Good. Do you feel like this is kind of like the wave you guys are going to commit to doing like new limited releases kind of things as you go forward? Well, we're going to find our way through it. Yeah. Um, it's been a. The original salted nut roll, as I said earlier, has been around since 1933, and we haven't really done these iterations. So uh, we're really 
testing. We're launching, obviously, the cinnamon churro and spicy now. It's in a limited edition, right? It's in stores literally as we speak. It's coming out in stores. It's available on Amazon also right now. If you go to our Pearson store, you can get it in a six-pack. And what you get is two original salted nut rolls, two spicy salted nut rolls, and two cinnamon churros. Yum. So you get I to love sample that. all of it in a six-pack, which is really neat. So, um, uh, you know, that's great. And then this fall, we will certainly uh, do the apple and uh, pumpkin spice, and then we'll, we'll see how those go. And I would imagine we'll do several more, but our goal, ultimately long-term, is to focus on the original salted nut roll, right? Yeah. It's the legacy uh, candy and indulgence for Pearson's, and uh, you know, it has a great following. We just would like to you know, add some variety to it. It goes back to it because that's what customers want. It's true. I like it. Yeah, it's really good. And we're so excited. Being a, you know, hometown company and you guys represent us so well, you know, throughout the country with great products. And, you know, I just think, and also it just makes you proud when you have like, you know what a nut goodie is and you have mm-hmm. to give it to someone from the East Coast and they're kind of like, wait a minute, what? You know? What's a nut goodie? I know. I just think that's yeah. fun. So, Good luck with everything, Dan, and we look forward to that shrimp-flavored uh, salted nut roll at some point in the future. I'll hold my breath for that one, but we'll add. I, we got it on the list. Okay, you're Power on the list. That's good. But shrimp. you can find. All right. And are you guys at all doing tours at all, or is the is the is it? Because I know that you had done those a couple like during Halloween and stuff like that. The uh, the factory, or is that still on yep. lockdown? It's on lockdown. We yeah. do not do uh, any tours. Okay. We have you know media come through from time to time, uh, you know, and do segments and so forth, but no tours that are uh, open to the public. Okay, just making sure. Someday that... we may uh, may have that again. But you do We're have a factory store, do, and it's really fun to come in and see how candy's made. I think so, uh, and see how much is made when you see the number of nut rolls going down the That's... line. You know, at any given point, I it's, would love that. Know, it's pretty amazing. Yes, but you yeah. do have a factory store at the at the factory site. Uh, we do not have oh, a factory. Oh, I thought you said you did. Okay. All yeah. right. Good. Well, okay. Oh. Thank you, Dan Lagermeyer, CEO of Pearson's uh, Candy Company, Salted Nut Rolls, and all the good things. You can find the cinnamon uh, churro and the new spicy versions out. They should be landing in stores now. Thanks for the chat, Dan. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, thank you. Take care. You too. We'll be right back. All right. So I did post on our Weekly Dish Instagram page, a little story about what was happening behind the scenes during when Stephanie was interviewing Dan from Pearson. I feel like I need to apologize to Dan because I wasn't as no, focused as I normally you was. you were good. But what? as soon as she's like welcoming him to the show, the microphone that we use that's connected with a bolt like fell off. And she's like <laughs> holding the microphone in her hand. And the microphone, it's not just it's the, heavy, by the way. And it's not just the end of it, it's the whole length of the shaft of the microphone that conducts sound. So she can't like move her hands. She can't crinkle around. She's just got to be stuck <laughs> holding it in this awkward up position while she's interviewing the guy. <laughs> I'm laughing. You're laughing, so I was like, you can't ask and any I'm questions. And I'm like, I'm not this looking at her Poor because Dan. I know if I look at her, she's going to start laughing. <laughs> I know. It was oh, tough. How it tired was tough. did your arm get? Were you? Cause... Well, I'm super strong, Grant. I mean, <laughs> okay. I've been lifting weights for a while now. Well, you're so. a lot stronger than me. I take a protein me. shake every like morning. Protein. And, uh, you know. <laughs> I can't even hold my hand up for a question for too long. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's pandemic arm. Yeah. yeah. I have pandemic posture in the I'm, back. Listen, it's really easy because I've been drinking a lot of Sazerac. So I've been like lifting it and sipping. <laughs> so her arm strength from drinking yeah. is great. Uh-huh. Love it. Love no it. No chronic alcoholism no, over here. Not at all. Nothing to see. Here. Oh boy. Yeah. Nothing so I did post here. a picture on or in the story 
it was just pretty hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. I, so there we go. The long and short of it is, though, that nut roll is pretty great. Yeah. In the end, I mean, I the didn't spicy, even get to really talk about it, but I the churro cinnamon is good. Yeah. It, it's, see, I'm, I'm not like super cinnamony. Yeah. I liked it. I actually like both of them equally lovely. I loved the spice. There was a little bit of spice in the churro one. Like a little bit of, there's a little bit of hotness that I was appreciating. Yeah. You always appreciate a little bit of hotness. Just a little bit of hotness. Okay. We're all goofball-y today. I know. Um, So, you guys, uh, I wanted to let you know there are some, something amazing that I just realized as we were talking Sweet Science is open. Yeah. At 50th and France. Yeah, she's soft opened. She's soft opened, but she put but she's it on. Open. She put it on the Facebooks so I can say it. And it's we, open. Go get a scoop. We have not talked about this Nolan Maines, Nola, uh, Tommy Bagnow, and no, Nikosovich uh, New Orleans it's called restaurant Mr. Paul's business. Supper Club. Cannot wait for this. And this is going to be, you guys. A party. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it's it. It's going to be great. And I wish, I, so I wrote a blog about it and I put it up, um, but I didn't have time to read. I didn't even really tell you. Like, I spent like three hours with those guys and we walked through the space and they talked about what it's going to look like. And it's going to be just, I mean, there's going to be live trees in the space. And, and I love like there's a family component. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's going to be a little sand. Like, here's, and here's what's a really little fun. A little po'boy shop. A little po'boy shop in the back. They really want it to be like, they really understand that we have been missing the, the experience of dining. It's not the, just the food that we've been missing. And so, what their big thing is like, you're going to, you're going to be sitting there in the lounge, maybe with your kid, and you're having like, you know, dinner. And then it's time to like go get, Like then the server will give your kid a token and they're going to say, hey, why don't you go see get something from the candy machine in Mr. Paul's po' boy and jams. And they're going to walk through the entire restaurant. They're going to walk you through the kitchen to get to the sandwich shop to then grab a balloon and put in a, you know, every kid's walking out of there with a balloon and the token. And the the, um, What was it? The wishing well at Perkins. Yes. This. But I mean, the idea of like it's sort of mysterious. It's a little bit like of a of of a, you know, like a maze and you're going to go through the kitchen and you're going to see stuff. And all along, people are going to say like, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? And so it's exciting. It's exciting because we haven't really had anyone talk about bringing something this immersive back on the scale because everyone's been worried about stuff. So. Um, you're solo the next couple weeks. I think we're going to see who we can get to fill in for you, but I'm just going to be working on Stone Arch. The Stone Arch right. Festival's Talk back. Talk about how that's going. It's, it's good. I'm really excited about it. We've moved from the east side of the river to the west side, so it's on the Guthrie Theater side and the Mill City side this year. Yes. And it has new, the culinary market that I curate will be underneath the Hennepin Avenue Bridge. That's so exciting. It's literally the center of the festival. So it will be, that's the center. So north to the Plymouth Bridge and south to, um, I can't think of the name of the street. I want to say it's First Avenue. Oh. So it's yeah. a, it's it's the same footprint, but it's just on the other side of the river. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for makers and culinary people, the Summer Lakes Beverage folks that I've been talking about will be there. We'll be underneath the bridge. So you can walk under the Hennepin Avenue Bridge. Spinning Wild's going to be there with a cool setup. The Coconut Whisk Kids that just opened up their new cafe. It's going to be just great. St. Pops, like we're going to have fun stuff. I'm excited for this. This is going to be I think people really are really fun. excited. And I think a festival sounds like just the ticket. Everybody's like, yeah, I, I'm so excited to go. We have 200 artists. The new thing, you can walk the whole length of it with your beer. 
or your yes. Vamos Vinos yes. can of wine yes. or your Dash Fire Bitter <laughs> cocktail can. Because that's all I ever want is me, just to be able to stroll with my yeah, beverage. That's me too. That's the best thing in the world, being outside, being able to walk around with that's the beer right. in your hand. Oh. And that's new. And with the COVID, we had, you know, it was where, the, but it's new. You can. You can Great. just Great. get your drink and you can Great. walk the whole way. This is how it should be. Yeah. Yes. So it's going to be really fun in that regard. We've always had to have beer gardens in the past. Yeah. There is still music. It's a little less on the music scale just because we weren't sure COVID wise. We've been planning this for months. Yeah. But each time that a COVID restriction ends, like it changes the scope again. You know, for a while we thought all of our vendors were going to be wearing masks and that you could only come in with a mask. Now there is no mask mandate. People can wear masks if they want to, but we're right. not going to be requiring it. And it's a free festival. It's open. So what day is this and what timing? It is Father's Day weekend. So January 9th, or, or excuse June. me, <laughs> June 19th and 20th. <laughs> it will be Saturday 10 to 7 and Sunday 10 to 5. Okay. And it's free. Yep. Yes. And there's lots of stuff to do. Okay. And you can buy art from artists. You can stop by the culinary market. I'm going to come by after the show. Yeah. You can just walk and hang out and see people yeah. and welcome back people to Minnesota and to Minneapolis. And it's the first thing. It's the first thing. Yeah. So, nice. so we're excited about it. Congrats. Lots of great food. Lots of great vendors. Right. Um, speaking of great cocktails i wanted to let you know of uh, a new bar in town do you know about the white squirrel have you heard i have heard about the white squirrel on west 7th street yeah. i don't quite understand where it is it's in this old building called the fort road federation building it's like a house it looks like a house that's kind of on one of those like slanty corners and it's right on west it's like a block and a half north or i'm sorry yeah north is of it the kind Schmidt of Brewery. small yeah okay i it's totally know small. where this is now Yeah, it looks like an old house yeah like an old victorian yes adorable yes and it's owned by jared and danny ullman ullman the ullmans own so much cute stuff i know and so but this is what i like about this is it it's a it's a craft cocktail bar and it's really just feeling like it's going to be 60 seats and that's it and an old just cool bar yeah. like a cool old cocktail they're going to have a little stage but yeah. they're not doing like you know crazy you know it's not going to be like a crazy festival place right i love i'm all about the kind of the smaller bits interiors and things like that i'm having this moment of feeling like this could be like the saint paul version of meteor like in my mind which would be excellent i know so I'm very excited about that. Um, also, Jack Rabel uh, has a whole new menu going on over at the Lexington. Yes. That was really cool to hear. I and know. they've got happy hour at the Lex. It's indoors because they're going to keep their patio uh, going outside, but they won't have the happy hour on the patio, which I understand. They want to get people inside the restaurant. Sure. But I like the new menu. I'm excited about it. Yeah. No, it's great. And also in St. Paul, do you hear this little Stella Bell Kitchen and Bakery? Okay, yeah. Where Super is that? Is it's that... attached to Cafe Astoria. So you know where Hope Breakfast Bar is? I do. It's in. It's like right across that little, you know, they blocked Smith off that is street. the road, I think. They blocked off that street yep, in between. That separates them. Mm -hmm. Right. So Cafe Astoria is still open. Coffee shop, cuteness. Totally everyone's favorite latte Unicorn, shop. gold sprinkled coffees but Leah Ramundo uh and John Acciato the proprietors of Astoria have sort of annexed the next space over and they've launched this all-day breakfast thing and I gotta tell you Cacio Pepe soft scrambled eggs Yum. yes yeah yes a hundred percent yes shakshuka they've got a little Mediterranean angle shakshuka some patatas bravas they're doing um uh you know like romesco on your egg sandwich I'm there <laughs> you know an egg sandwich just screams mm, my god Stephanie March. I know. All I want are egg sandwiches. I could eat them every day all the time. It's good. Lots of them. Um, a couple other things. The Dripping Root is open finally. She's Katisha Pearson. She's got her shop open on Minnehaha Avenue. Um, and so if you're feeling like a little juice, 
juice shop. You want to hit that up. Um, and then, do you know that that the R and R cultivation, the mushroom guys, took over the forest to fork space in Keg and Case. I'm just figuring that out, and they're doing the mushroom tower again. Yes, and I have to tell you, I love their mushrooms. I pick them up at Lund's all the yeah, time. Yeah, they've got a lot of mushrooms in the grocery stores. Okay, everybody, stay cool. Yes, Kick have a great butts. week. I'll have see you in a couple weeks, friends. Ciao, ciao.